Hello? <laughs> Shut your pie hole. Hello, Big Demi Energy listeners. What a week it's been. Um, I actually was supposed to have a guest on this week who is currently under ABC contract and it hasn't been approved yet. So I am doing a solo episode. And let me just tell you, I'm a little bit nervous because I've got no idea what I'm doing. Uh, it's kind of easier whenever you have a guest to talk to. Right now, I'm just talking to myself. I guess I'm talking to y'all, but feels like I've got to talk to myself. But anyway, so we're going to do things a little differently this week. Um, I want to start off. I did a little Instagram, like ask me questions thing. And I wanted to go through some of those because I think some of them are funny. Some of them are interesting. Some are sad. And yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. So the first question I have here is what's the biggest you've ever had? And that is hilarious. Um, honestly, before I was even on The Bachelor or anything, I hooked up with this NBA player and he was like seven foot four or five or something. He was very, very tall man. And I think by default, that was the biggest I ever had. And it was one night and he was a jerk. Sex was decent. (laughs) What an interesting question. I'm not even going to say who asked me that. (laughs) Oh, and then sweet little Hannah G11, she said, can I be on your podcast? Of course, you can be on my podcast anytime. I'm definitely about to call you after this and we will set up a time to interview because I am obsessed with you. If for all of you who don't know, Hannah G is actually like one of the funniest people I've ever met and very relatable and down to earth. And every time I'm around her, it's so much fun. And we giggle, and she's really sweet, too. So, of course, Hannah, I want to show you off to the world. All right, this question is, you have flawless skin. Do you have a specific routine or nutrition regimen? So, my skin isn't that flawless because I do tend to sleep in my makeup sometimes. I just have uh, good genetics, and I don't really break out. I get blackheads. And they can kind of drive me crazy. And so I'll pick at them and make them a bigger deal than what they already were. Like, they'll just be a little tiny, like, almost invisible blackhead. But I can feel it. And so I can go to picking town and just destroy my face. Highly do not recommend that. Also do not recommend sleeping in your makeup. Whenever I do use a skincare routine, I use Drunk Elephant Line. And it's incredible. Uh, It's very detailed process, but I use their jelly cleanser. Like if I'm just rushing through and I'm not trying to do all the different serums and stuff, I just make sure I always have my jelly cleanser and the polypeptide moisturizer with the little squirt of their maracuja oil. Is that what it is? I think it's maracuja oil. A little squirt of that in there too and mix, mix the moisturizer and the oil together and use that after I wash my face. And... It makes my skin feel so good and gives me a nice, clean canvas to put makeup on. So highly recommend Drunk Elephant. And they have so many fun serums and stuff, too. Like whenever I have time, I use all of those. I don't know all their names. Um, But maybe I could like give you a brief thing. So like if I'm doing the full regimen, I'll jelly cleanser, rinse with cool water, dry my face, put on. I mix the hydration serum. It's with the light blue lid and the vitamin C with the orange lid. Mix those two serums together. Pat them on my face and my neck. 
let them dry for like five minutes. Then I put on the eye cream that they have. Let that sit for another five minutes. Then I do the polypeptide and the maracuja oil mixture to seal it all in. They do have a retinol. I occasionally will use that. Don't use it too much or else your skin will get dry. You got to use it like every few days. And they also have a baby facial exfoliator. It's a chemical exfoliant that I try to use about once a week. And it's fantastic. But again, do not overuse. It will dry you out. And yeah, always make sure you moisturize. Gotta stay moisturized on that skin. All right, next question. Oh, that last one, by the way, was from Karen A-N-N-B. So it's K-A-R-E-N underscore A-N-N-B. Okay, this next question is from U-N-T-A-Y-E-N-T-H-E-N-O-T-S. No, K-N-O-T-S. U-N-T-A... <laughs> what's wrong with me? U-N-T-A-Y-E-N-T-H-E-K-N-O-T-S. Untying the knots, I guess. That's interesting. This is all on Instagram, by the way. They asked, how are you doing mentally? What helps you when you're feeling down? Mentally, I um, am unstable, for sure. Uh, the ups and downs every day is different. And also, it's not like you have one feeling all day long. At least I don't. I can feel happy at one point in the day, sad during another part, mad at one part. Like, I'm all over the place all the time. Um, whenever I really get down into the blues, though, and I can't seem to pick myself out of it, that's whenever I have to distract myself. And I highly recommend distracting yourself. I know it's quarantine, so it's a little bit harder right now. But like put the phone down. The phone, I swear, makes me lower and lower. It makes me so sad sometimes and feel so low. So put the phone down. Have a fun project like, you know, Postmates some markers and paper and draw Or if you're not into that, read a book. Like, just get yourself out of reality for a little bit. Because if you're so focused on why you feel so down, you're just going to keep getting lower and lower. And for some reason, we like that. Like, we, whenever we're sad, we want to feel even sadder. But it's unproductive. So distract yourself. Watch a new series or a movie. Like, say you just got broken up with. Don't watch a rom-com. Watch Harry Potter, you know? Like... Just take yourself out of where you're at because once you get out of that mindset and then you look back on it, you're like, okay, I thought I was never going to be able to feel better and I feel better because I watched Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Like, it gets better. It always gets better. So I remind myself of that as well. And a lot of things too, it's like trying to train your brain in the way that you think about things. And stopping yourself like we're humans, we're super intelligent and we have the intelligence and the capability to have a little bit of control over our emotions because that's what they are. They are our emotions. They are not who we are. They're things that we're feeling. So if you can recognize that and acknowledge that, I think that's the first step in being able to create your own happiness and choose to be joyful by saying, okay, I feel sad right now. I'm not going to feel sad forever. I know I have tools and resources to redirect my way of thinking and emotions right now. I need to utilize those. And if you can just continue that and work on that as a person, it's easier to deal with the hard times. Good question, though. I'm still working on all of this, by the way. Like, I'm not anywhere near 
the point where I can just like shut off being sad. Like I just have to distract myself and try to redirect my train of thought and remind myself of the good things in my life. And it's really hard sometimes, but it's practicing. This is from the same person, actually. They said, advice on loving someone slash relationship, but yet still feeling like you want to be alone. If you feel like you want to be alone, you need to be alone. Even if you love someone, if it's not enough for you to want to be with that person, or if it's maybe it's just the wrong timing and you know you need to be alone, then you need to just be alone. Because you don't want to put the other person through that. While, while they're ready and you're not. So you just have to be strong enough and selfless enough to say, I, I got to let you go. And I love you. And I think you're wonderful, but you deserve better than me and what I'm doing. And I'm not ready. And that honesty with yourself and with them is definitely going to be worth it in the end, because if not, somebody's going to get hurt and it's not going to be good. And if you can prevent it while you can, do it. And even if you know they're going to be hurt by you saying that, I know it's so cliche, but it's so true. It'll hurt a lot less now than it would later. So be alone. Don't drag people on. You know yourself. This is from underscore W-E-N-N-N-D underscore. They say, how do you express so much confidence? You are so secure in who you are. To that I laugh. Um, I appreciate that you think that of me, but I am not that secure. Um, I'm a human and I definitely have a lot of insecurities. I think getting in the public eye too made me more insecure than ever because I'm so worried about what people are going to think of the things that I say and do since my previous actions were so criticized before the show. I didn't have a bunch of anonymous people on the internet telling me how terrible I am or how great I am or any of these things. So I went on the show and I was just like, oh, I'll just be exactly like who I am and like what I've been doing. And, you know, nobody seemed to have a problem with it. I'm just having fun. But once you do get all these criticisms about who you are, how you act and people saying you're annoying or obnoxious and Uh, a mean person and all these things, it really makes you self-reflect. So I'm grateful for the self-reflection that I got from it and that I still continue to have. But it does suck to see, and I do encourage people to stop being so critical of people on reality shows because we're just humans and we all make mistakes too. And we all do things we're not proud of and we say things we're not proud of and that we cringe at ourselves probably 10 times more than anyone's cringing at us. So it's definitely made me harder on myself. But... To answer the question, I'm got, I got a little off topic there. How do I express so much confidence is, I've said this before, is fake it till you make it. Whenever I walk into a room of people, I'm terrified. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, nobody's going to like me in here. People are going to think I'm weird or I'm going to say something stupid or I'm going to trip or like, you know, I think all of the worst things. But the way that I, uh, what's the word? The way that I like combat that is I sit there and I just lie to myself and I just tell myself like, you are amazing. You're awesome. You're going to be in there. You're going to walk in. You're going to be a rock star. People are going to love chatting with you. You have the coolest conversations. Like you are the best. And I just blow my own head up 
And then I just choose to only focus on that and believe those things and take all the insecurities and all the self-doubt and kind of bury them back somewhere and not think about them at all. So then whenever, you know, I walk into a room or I get on a stage or I have a mic or something, I'm like, I'm the shit. So it doesn't even matter what I say because I am the shit. Um, And yeah, and then eventually you kind of just do become the shit. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But no, it it does definitely get easier if you just like fake it till you make it and you just tell yourself these things and then it gets easier and easier to handle situations. Like a lot of people don't even know. I have crazy bad social anxiety. Like if I open my front door to like take out the trash or something and I see like the mailman, my heart drops to my stomach. And it's like, why? Why am I so scared of the mailman? He's so nice. And I, I just am so socially anxious. I can't even say hello. I just like look away or run back inside. I'm so terrified of people sometimes. So whenever you are like a public figure, an influencer or whatever, you know, D-list celebrity, you have to meet a lot of people and be around a lot of people a lot. Lucky, not lucky. As of right now, though, with quarantine, I don't have to do that as much. But I have had to do that a lot in the past And I know it'll get back to that at some point. And so it's petrifying at times. But the way that I overcome that fear is I just like tell myself like, you can do this. Like you can talk to people. You can have a great conversation. Like don't sweat it. Like just be nice. Be funny. Be sweet. Like, you know, make them laugh. I just tell myself I'm all these great things, even if I don't actually believe them. If I tell myself that I am these things, it helps me to be more like those things. Because normally I would want to crawl into a hole and not see anyone. Uh, Social anxiety is really crippling. But yeah, so fake it till you make it. All right. This is these two questions are from Summer Sarah 22. So that's Summer S-A-R-A-H 22. She asked me, why did you and Slater break up? And is there any hope of you and Slater getting back together? I've talked about this before about why me and him broke up, but I don't know if it's been very clear. Um, We definitely love each other so very much and we're crazy about each other. I'm still crazy about him. I still think about him all day, every day and vice versa. It's just that we got to a point where we knew that we weren't the best versions of ourselves for each other. And so it wasn't the right time to be together, even though we still hang out and we still like want to see each other all the time and bang and all this stuff. Um, it's, it's just wasn't healthy in the sense that we weren't who we wanted to be for the other person. And there's really like no other choice than to break up for the sake of both of our mental health and everything, you know, like I'm still like, I'm going crazy about it. Like I'm not okay. I'm every day. I'm like, man, I want to be with him. And then halfway through the day, I'm like, thank God I'm not with him. And then I'm like, oh, I want to be with him again, especially at night. And like, I hate sleeping alone sleeping with somebody for five months every single night and then now sleeping by myself, it's terrible. Um, But it is what's best for both of us. I need to focus. uh, You know, I completely lost like sight of myself. I am uh, Pisces and I don't really know what I think about astrology. I don't really like know what I believe because, you know, anything is possible, I guess. Um, But they say like Pisces always like they're such big lovers and they focus so much on loving their partner that they put their own needs aside and forget what they need to do for themselves. And I definitely did that. I was so focused on making sure he was happy and like 
you know, wanting to do whatever he wanted to do. And I've never really been that person. So it was like, whoa, what am I doing? Like, I I haven't posted on Instagram in weeks and that's my job. And like, I have so many ads I'm supposed to be doing and I haven't done any of them. And uh, I, yeah, I just kind of like lost myself as, as far as my career and my goals because my goal was just to be a good girlfriend. And that wasn't healthy for me or my career. Like I can't be, I've never been dependent on a relationship and I became very dependent on my happiness, like coming from him and him the same, you know, like he is a routine person. He liked doing routines. He liked to, he likes to get up and work out and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, me and him would just lay in bed together for hours because we just like, I don't know, it's quarantine got kind of lazy, but we weren't being the best versions of ourselves and we weren't bringing out the best in each other. And so it was just not a good time for us to be together. Uh, as far as will we ever get back together? Probably not. Um, maybe one day, but I don't know. I think there's just so much that's happened. And like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe anything's possible, but definitely not anytime soon. This is from Perez Katie. They ask, how's your mom doing? My mom is good, I think. Um, I talked to her a little bit. I kind of haven't been talking to her very much. She did get out of prison again um, in May. So she's been like picking her life back up and working and stuff like that. Um, I worry about her a lot. I hope that she doesn't fall back into, you know, past mistakes and past patterns and stuff like that um but she's I mean she's doing good for herself right now I probably should call her more that's the thing it's like really hard because it's so emotional I'm like every time she calls me I'm like oh my gosh I'm not in the mood to go on an emotional roller coaster right now I'm not in the mood to feel sad like you know I'm chilling right now I'm feeling good if I talk to her I know it's going to bring up a lot of things inside my brain and my heart and I'm not going to feel as happy or as okay as I feel right now. I guess it's just like as okay as I feel. And uh, there's a risk that I could, you know, end up on the phone crying or she's crying and then I'm crying and stuff. So it's, it's very draining emotionally. So I avoid it a lot, but I guess it's selfish of me to do that. Um, But at the same time, it's like, I've been putting up with this for a long time. I mean, for almost my entire life, at least 20 years of back and forth and ups and downs and emotional roller coasters and emotional trauma with all of it that I think it's okay to be a little bit selfish with it, you know, but I do. It it makes me feel guilty that I don't answer as much as I should. Like she calls me like every day and I answer probably once or twice a week and I don't know. The whole thing's kind of a sticky situation. You can talk to a therapist about that. Uh, this is from Kai Kai underscore 765. So that's K-Y-K-Y underscore 765. What is the biggest thing you've learned from becoming an influencer? Influencing is so interesting because it's just... For me, I mean, I'm not a very good influencer. Like, there's a lot of girls out there who put in a lot of work for it. Um, I am not very good at it. 
and trying to get better. But for me, it's insane that I post, you know, advertisements and make a bunch of money, more money than I've ever had in my life. Uh, it's just bizarre to me. I'm like, there's surgeons out there, skilled surgeons that are making less than some influencers, depending on how much you make as an influencer. But I know there's some really big ones out there. I definitely don't make more than a surgeon. Um, but it's just bizarre. It's like, I mean, I get it. Like, you're still working, but it's like the easiest job ever. I mean, except for those influencers who like every single day, they've got all kinds of content like that. That's working hard for it. But still, it's like you can do it at home. You get to work from home. You get to look cute and have people compliment you. And I mean, it's not all I thought it like cracked out to be like, of course, whenever I wasn't an influencer, I was like, oh, my gosh, it'd be so cool to be an influencer with millions of followers and making money and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's the dream. Like, that's going to be the best thing ever. And then I got here and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm still just as unhappy as I was before. I am still depressed and stressed and anxious and um, not satisfied or fulfilled because influencing doesn't, there's no like passion behind it for me personally. It's just kind of like, okay, this pays the bills and I know people want to see content from me. So I guess it's making somebody happy, but I definitely don't have like a lot of motivation for it because there is no passion behind it. It's just like, oh, yeah, a brand wants me to advertise for the product. Okay, send me the product. Let me try it out. Okay, this seems like exactly how you said it was going to be. Seems really great. Now I'm going to tell my followers about it and I'm going to get paid. And that's it. Like, where's the heart? It doesn't feel like there's any heart in that. But I'm very grateful for it because I get to live in Los Angeles because of it. So biggest thing I learned is that it's not all it cracks out to be kids so don't be so jealous of influencers be jealous of the money they're making but nobody is who they appear to be on social media none of these influencers are as happy as they look I mean maybe they are maybe some are I'm definitely not I can't speak for everyone I forget that This is from M underscore weeks underscore. So that's E-M underscore W-E-E-K-S underscore. Do you struggle to feel accepted in queer spaces when dating an opposite sex partner? Absolutely. It is so awkward whenever people from that are in Bachelor Nation are like part of the are fans of the franchise and they're like, oh my gosh, like Demi, like I came out because of you and they like see me in an event or something. And I was like with my ex-boyfriend and I was like, I, I wonder if they're judging me based on the fact that I'm dating a dude now and not a girl. I, I feel like people are mad at me. And a lot of the time they accuse me of like not actually liking girls and stuff. Um, so I definitely and there's a whole thing, too, in the queer community, in the LGBTQ community of like if you're bi, that's not enough. It's getting better for sure. But I've definitely had a lot of encounters with girls who are lesbians or however they identify. And they're like judgmental about the fact that I like dudes. But I think it all comes down to an insecurity because if you're judging me because I like boys and girls and you're trying to tell me I don't like one or the other or, you know, calling me a fraud or something and you're 
potentially like you were interested in me or something. It's because you're threatened about the fact that you can't compete. They feel like they can't compete with the opposite like gender or whatever it is. I'm not very good with all the terminology, honestly. I'm still like learning how to not be offensive with all of it. But like if I'm dating a girl and then I like, you know, think a guy's hot or something. And then she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, because you don't even really like girls. You like guys and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I I like anything. And um, I you don't get to define that for me. And it's... It's not that I like, like, I don't, you don't need to compete with like, like, it's not like you have to compete with guys, you know, it's like, I could just as easily like another girl too, other than you. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit intimidating whenever it's like, oh, you like anybody in the world? Like now if you're a jealous person, like you're going to get nervous about me hanging out with anybody. So I think that that brings out like the ugly in people, like them just being jealous and insecure and scared. And so if you like, you know, you have the, a person who could be open to dating absolutely anybody, that's really intimidating for some people and causes them to be a little bit nasty about it because they are scared they can't compete. And it's not about that. Whenever it comes to really, really liking somebody and like wanting to be in a relationship with someone, like if I like you and I want to be in a relationship with you, you're the only one that I see. Even now, I broke up with my boyfriend and I still can't see anyone else. Like, I, I'm i not interested in anybody else. It's so hard because I want to be, because I want to just like, you know, try to get over it. But I can't. I, I'm just like, nobody, like, how am I ever going to find what I had with him again? And so I'm very just loyal whenever it comes to that. And yeah, it's, it's wow, just... I feel like shit, man. How am I supposed to date again? I started getting on Raya. No success yet. Absolutely none. I realized I was on um, just here for friends for a while. Felt like an idiot. Oh, but yeah. I, I don't, I really can't date anyone. Whenever it's like this real with me, like this relationship was so real for me. Like I still just think about him and I just want to be with him. Can't even think about having sex with anyone else. And I typically want to have sex all the time. And I'm like, can't do that gotta work on me okay so yeah bottom line was yes I do struggle to feel accepted in queer communities because I am bi I guess or queer labels are hard um okay this question is from abs gold a b b s g o l d they say astrology what's your sun rising and moon sign well my sun sign is a Pisces. My rising sign is a Scorpio. And my moon sign is Sagittarius. So for those of you who don't know, your sun sign is who you are. I'm going to probably butcher this, but I think this is kind of how it is. Your sun sign is who you are inside. Your rising sign is how you are perceived to the world. And then your moon sign is how you love. So my sun and rising are both water signs. So... Pisces um, is my son. So that's like who I am in my core. And it's, you know, supposed to be like a dreamer, very sensitive, emotional. Um, Honestly, the best zodiac sign, though, because it's the 12th and final sign. So it's a little bit of all the signs combined. Um, I love being a Pisces. But 
it, it makes a lot of sense, but that's not what a lot of people see me as because my rising sign is what people perceive me as. And that is a Scorpio, which is like sexy, flirty, also emotional, but like passionate water sign as well. So I always found that interesting. Not sure if I believe in it or not, but I think it's just interesting. Um, and then my moon sign, your moon sign is how you love. And mine is Sagittarius, which is the last fire sign. Um, so that's why I'm a psychotic fiery lover <laughs> it's really interesting you should look it up you should look up your birth chart sometime it's like fun to read about it and see what you are you just need like your birthday uh the time you were born and where you were born at i believe that's it okay this is from kels moberg two k-e-l-s-m-o-b-e-r-g two how do you get your cat eyes so perfect So the trick to a good cat eye is having stable hands, which is impossible for me without having them like on something. So the best way for me to get a good cat eye is to sit in the sink and rest my elbows on my knees and do it that way. And I always start out and like go in and yeah, I might have to just do like a video tutorial on that. It's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, just make sure you have stability and like it becomes um, muscle memory. Like once you practice 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 you eventually like get more comfortable with it and here's the other thing too like don't be scared don't don't sit there and freak yourself out like oh my gosh i'm gonna fuck up this eye i'm gonna fuck this up so bad get in your own head your hands are shaking and now you've got eyeliner all over the place and super thick and terrible just have some confidence with it fake it till you make it again even with the eyeliner just be like oh button on eyeliner this is easy choo 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 and you know just give it a go Don't overthink it too much. If you sit there staring in the mirror and staring at where to start and like not sure, like just go for it. This is from B-E-E-M-E-T-T-I-L-L-E. Favorite Animal Crossing villager. Oh, man. Out of the ones that I have. So I have Julian, Fauna, Marina, Lucky, Kid Cat, Tia, uh, Mary, Rizzo, Tipper, and Sherry. My favorite one that I have is probably Julian because he's a blue unicorn and I like to think that he's gay and he's my bestie. Um, and he's, uh, I believe he is a snooty or smug villager. I don't know, but he kind of puts me in my place. So I like that. Um, But as far as like the sweetest one, Tia is so sweet. Oh my goodness. She calls me teacup and it makes me want to cry. I I just got her too. So I'm really loving her. Rizzo can burn in hell. I hate that little rat. I'm just kidding. I don't hate him. But like I don't talk to him ever. Uh, I can't wait for him to ask to move out. I want him out of my off my island. Everyone on my island agrees with me. I'm just kidding. They don't they don't tell you that. But I have a feeling that they would agree with me because he does nothing and he's wearing a bandana over his head, but it's also going over his mouth, like where his mustache would be if he had a mustache. Like it doesn't cover his mouth. It's like in between his nose and his mouth. And it's so irritating and I just want him to take it off. Uh, Yeah, he, he needs to go. It's time for Rizzo to go. And same with Tipper. I'm sorry, but that little snooty cow does not do it for me. In all of Animal Crossing, my favorite villager, probably I've never encountered her. I know nothing about her, but she's just the cutest little galaxy bear. 
um, is Judy. I want Judy really, really bad. Um, like Judy or I like the cute, cute little like kind of girly villagers like Judy, Maple, Molly. I want all of them. And I, I, 10 is not enough. 10 is not enough villagers because I'm trying to do a little theme here where I'm going to have like every one of my villagers, I'm going to like pair them up with someone. So with Julian, my blue unicorn dude, I have a amiibo card for Roscoe and Roscoe is a black cranky horse and they're going to be together. They're going to be a gay couple, whether they like it or not. And then I want to have, I've got Mary and Kid Cat, which I'm not really sold on Kid Cat. I might try to get Bob. I don't know. Kid Cat's like an annoying jock. And then um, I I want Judy, but I have an amiibo card for Stitches so I can have Judy and Stitches and they can have their cute little, you know, they're like, I feel like they're little toddlers. So they'll have like a little toddler relationship and like I can make them a fun little playground in between their houses. Um, and then I have Lucky and I have an amiibo card for Sherry. Oh, no, Cherry. Sorry, Cherry. And I would love for them to have a cute little goth graveyard, like co-yard happening um and the rest i'm kind of figuring out because i ain't trying to get an elephant another elephant villager honestly unless i get ellie and then her and tia can be lesbian lovers but i don't know who else do i have fauna i would want Bo or zell oh my god zell so cool but yeah to answer your question i love all the villagers it's actually a little out of hand i'm sorry that took so long Okay, this is from Emily WX7. Can you share what your fave eye palette and eyeliner is? My favorite eyeliner ever. I will only ever use this. Actually, I will use whatever's available if I don't have this, but this is my favorite one because it doesn't smear at all. Is the Kat Von D Tattoo Ink. It's the one with the felt, or not the felt tip. It's like a brush tip, but it's it's just so thin and perfect. You have to check it out. If you haven't tried it, it's the best eyeliner ever. And then my eyeshadow palette, honestly, lately, kind of what I've just been doing is using um, Hoola Bronzer from Benefit as eyeshadow. Yeah, or the James Charles palette, the mini one from Morphe. I use some of those too, but mainly just like using the Benefit Bronzer as an eyeshadow. And uh, because sometimes I'll do crazy eyeshadow and then I'm like, man, I feel like I just have on way too much eyeshadow. And I look at pip, like other people's pictures on Instagram and all these other girls, and I'm like, wow, they look so pretty and natural. It's because they're not caking on black eyeshadow, Demi. And so I've been trying to lighten it up a bit. But yeah, that's my go-to there. This is from M-I-R-A-N-D-U-H-H-H underscore, oh, only two H's, underscore 23. What are you most afraid of? I am petrified, inevitably, of the dark. I have been afraid of the dark my entire life. I cannot be in the pitch black without having a little bit of a panic attack. I don't ever say that. I don't admit that to most people. Most people don't even know that about me. But yeah, I'm terrified of the dark. I don't know what it is. It's the fact that I can't see anything. I can't like prepare for what I should, like what I could do, you know, especially whenever I'm by myself in the dark. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's probably demons all around me and I don't even believe in demons. Or I'm like, there's probably a burglar who's been hiding in my closet all day long and he's now coming out after me. (laughs) Oh, and being kidnapped. I always thought that I was going to be kidnapped. Still kind of think that I might be one day. So if I ever go missing, guys, I've probably been kidnapped. I'm just so small and helpless. 
And I've seen way too many movies, horror films about kidnappings. So being kidnapped in the dark. And I guess they kind of correlate because I feel like I'd get kidnapped in the dark. Uh, this is from Julian, Juliana Eddy 98. J-U-L-I-A-N-N-A-E-D-D-Y-9-8. What is your advice to young adults trying to make it in this crazy world? Give yourself a break. Honestly, like, just don't be so hard on yourself right now. It's a very weird time. And I, don't, I think a lot of us are feeling really unproductive and uh, kind of ashamed of ourselves for like, you know, everyone's like, you should learn a new skill by the time you get out of quarantine. And it's like, well, I've been quarantined for like four months and I have not learned jack shit. And so then I'm like, I oh, am I a sack of shit? Like, you know, I and I'm not and you're not. No one is like everyone's coping with this in different ways there's not much we can do i mean what's being productive are you gonna deep clean your house every day i mean maybe okay i respect that i wish i could do that but i'm not gonna beat myself up over the fact that i'm not um we're all doing the best that we can i mean i'm sure we could do better but sounds draining (laughs) it's like i'm staring at walls inside my house all the time feeling like bleh I'm not really feeling motivated. Like nobody's coming over. So I need to like make sure my house is spotless for them. Um, So yeah, I think just give yourself a break and like don't be so hard on yourself. Like you're trying to make it in this crazy world right now. Uh, Just keep doing you. You know, however you're trying to make it. Do whatever you can to do that. If you're like an artist, you know, do some art. If you are a business person, send some emails. Honestly, I don't know. I Maybe I'm not a good person to ask this question because I don't know what I'm doing ever. This is from Marissa. Oh, I don't know how to say it. M-A-R-I-S-A-C-E-L-A-Y-A underscore. Do you ever feel like you need to please everyone now that you have a bigger following? Of course. I feel like I need to please so many people. And I have no idea how to do it. And I don't know what the people want. And it's a lot of pressure. And I just have to remember, I guess, and remind myself, like, people like you because you're you. And so you can, like, let your guard down a bit and stop trying to be, like, perfect and stop trying to uh, not offend people. And stop, like, obviously don't, try, don't offend people, but, like, stop worrying about not pleasing people or don't worry about people not liking you as much because at the end of the day, like, the reason people do like you is because you don't care or you didn't care. So why are you caring now? Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot of pressure with that, but I don't really let negative comments get to me that much. Like I definitely think about them, but they don't really affect my self-esteem. I'm not like, everybody hates me. This person said something mean about me. I'm just like, oh, wow, that sucks. Like, cool. You don't know me. You've never met me. And I guarantee you, if you met me, you wouldn't feel that way, but you're never gonna meet me (laughs) unless you do. And then I'd still be nice, even if you said something mean. I'm just like, I'm just nice. Um, and I care about people. I do have a problem with my jokes sometimes are too mean or meaner than I intend them to be. And like, I take it too far. But I am the first person to apologize for that. Like, if I hurt your feelings or like I say something too far, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. My bad. Like, totally my bad. Okay, and this is the last question I'm going to do. And it is, what do you think of, uh, oh, this is from H. Wilson underscore 98. What do you think of other influencers posting affiliate links to Wayfair right now? 
If you don't know what's going on with Wayfair right now, let me just tell you. So there's the Jeffrey Epstein documentary, which everyone should watch. Um, I just started it, but my friend was telling me all about it, and it's crazy. And so I'm like on the first or second episode. And they, Jeffrey Epstein was into some really, really sick and twisted shit with little girls or like young girls. I don't even know all the details because I haven't seen it for myself yet. But essentially... They had, so there all these girls that were missing, Wayfair was releasing cabinets with the girls, like, uh, I can't even remember their names, but like the name of the girl would be the name of the cabinet. And it was like a $15,000 cabinet. Like what? What? And so people were thinking like that it's a conspiracy that Wayfair was selling children. They were putting them in these cabinets and selling these because all these cabinets that were so expensive were all names of missing little girls. And they were selling the little girls in the cabinets for like $15,000 on Wayfair because if you're shopping on Wayfair and you see a $15,000 cabinet, you're like, oh, hell no. And you keep scrolling. You're like, wow, that's weird. What's up with that cabinet? But you don't think much of it. And so you don't really like, you know, investigate it. But then once you started linking that all the names of all these really expensive cabinets were the names of missing little girls, dots kind of connect. And it's a little, I mean, it's really, really sus and it's really f***ed up. And so what do I think of people that are affiliating with them right now? I think that they should stop until they get answers for what the f*** is going on with these cabinets. And and after, I mean, I would just, you know, because they're, I don't know for sure. I don't think we all know for sure if it happened or not, but it's so suspicious. And until an invest, a full blown investigation happens and I have proof that they didn't do that. Um, I would not be associated with them. I would not be doing anything for Wayfair because I mean, that is a different level of free and it's so sad and it's just so disgusting that that would even be happening, selling children in cabinets and having the audacity to name the cabinet after the child that's in it. It's it, like, I can't, I can't believe stuff like that goes on because I don't see it firsthand. And so knowing that all kinds of up shit like this happens everywhere in the world and has always happened, it, it's like I can't even wrap my head all the way around it. But I for sure would not associate with a brand if there was even a rumor that something like this was happening. So I guess that's going to be it for this week. Um, I just answered some questions. I hope it was interesting. I mean, what else do we have to do? We're all staying at home. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I hope all of your Animal Crossing dreams are coming true. Let's link up. Let's meet up. I have a lot of turnips I need to sell. So if you have a good price, please let me know. And I am actually going to have a really fun guest next week. I'm going to have Reality Steve on my podcast. And I cannot wait to talk to him because he has had some things to say about me. Make sure you tune in next week. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And shoot me a DM. Let's chat. Bye, y'all. Bye.